And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Americana Roadshow, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. We're driving up and down the back roads of America, looking in the ditches. We're even looking behind us, because sometimes good songs sneak up behind you. Yeah, we rolled over a couple of them. And, we uh, did. Yeah, I feel bad about it now. Well, they went flat. They did go flat. <laughs> It's not our fault, <laughs> but but uh, they were just a half step off. The half so, step yeah. off, that's right. But it we're just bringing okay. all kinds of, there's music everywhere. There is. And here we go. And people ask us, they say, Derriere's, exactly what is Americana music? Well, it's what we say it is. Well, it is uh, for this show. I and mean, there's a show. lot of definitions. but and, uh, and there's one hard rule that we stick to. It must have. Distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. Exactly. So that leaves the palette wide open. I mean, you know, it could be um, techno. It could be jazz. It could be Funk. It could be swing. It could be Creole. Rock and roll. It could be opera. Soul. Classical. Classical is good. Mm-hmm. The point is, as long as it's got good American roots, it's, it might be on this show. It might be. And it a lot happen. of them have been. That's true. That's yeah. true. And so the format of the show is that uh, we each come to the show each week with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's correct. And then we parse them out one at a time, uh, and uh, we have not discussed this beforehand. No, we have not, and we, uh, we take turns starting. We do. And I believe that I started last week. You did. So you get to go up first this week. You know, I, uh, I stumbled across... <laughs> you stumble a lot. <laughs> I do stumble. <laughs> I stumble across everything. I found this uh, album... And it's uh, from 1998, and it's called The Greatest Cowboy Songs Ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you did it. You, you created <laughs> The Greatest Cowboy Songs Ever. Wow, it's an amazing. How could you not, you know? So I started looking into it and listening to it. it it's, a, it's entirely instrumental. But I'm going, this is some pretty good playing. Uh-huh. And so I started to look at who the players were. Okay. Fiddle, Barbara Lamb. Okay. You may not know her. I didn't know her, but um, she played in Ranch Romance. Oh, okay. I remember her. Okay. I didn't know her name, but I remember her. We'll talk more about her later. Okay. Uh, Bob Mater on drums. Uh, He played drums on tons of recordings. Joey Miskelin, accordion. Okay. Mark Howard, guitar. Now, back up and tell who Joey is. Well, Joey is the accordion player with uh, Riders in the Sky. Riders in the Sky, exactly. Okay. Well, I'm going somewhere with this. Oh, okay. Okay. Rich O'Brien, guitar. Roy M. Jr. Husky bass. Yeah, oh and, boy. And Tom Morell still guitar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it got me down a rabbit hole. Uh oh. As it does. Yes, it does. Okay. So we're going to start out and we're going to listen to one of the cuts off of this. And then, um, then I decided I'm going to feature a tune by every one of those musicians. Oh. Okay, and we'll talk about them in turn. Oh, well, that's a great idea. Yeah, it may well, be too much to do in one show, but we'll do it as, as time permits. That's fun. Wow. But, so but, how are you going to start this off? Well, we're going to play one off of the greatest cowboy songs ever. As defined by? 
Someone. Someone. And uh, we're going to listen to this one, Don't Fence Me In. fun that is a good start yeah yeah that's fun so uh this will be a fun little uh uh i don't know I know what. it's like it, a thing a stroll down it's, it's a uh, stroll yeah it'll be a stroll <laughs> well it's better to stumble so leo what uh, do you what do you got i've got uh, a gal named dorothy uh snowden williams all right okay and i i picked up an album of hers sometime back and i liked it a lot she goes by dar Williams. Okay. Uh, and she's actually gotten some attention on NPR and stuff lately. Uh, yeah, I, keep, I think I've heard of yeah. her. Uh, and, uh, so I went and dug this album up that I have of hers. Anyway, um, she was born in 1967. She, uh, she's from Mount uh, Kisco, New York. And uh, she, they have, she's been described as one of America's very best singer-songwriters. Wow. And, and when you uh, hear the song I'm going to play, you'll see why. But um, her big break... Now listen, she's, she's been a frequent performer at folk festivals... And she's toured with people like Mary Chapin Carpenter, Patty Griffin, Annie DeFranco. She couldn't find anybody good. She huh? couldn't find Sean Coleman. Oh, well. Uh, Colvin. And, uh, I mean, Joan Baez. Now, wow. Joan jo Baez turns out to be, be her magic bullet. Wow. Because once Joan Baez discovered her, she had her opening her shows for her and stuff like this. They began to collaborate on uh, music. But she has a great background. She says that she described her parents as liberal and loving people who early on encouraged a career in songwriting 
what parent in their right mind would encourage? Yeah. They're good. Yeah. If oh, you're good, honey, don't honey, be a doctor. Don't be a doctor. Why don't you be a songwriter? <laughs> you can stay in your bedroom as long as you want. That's great. So, so anyway, she's toured a lot, and she's done one other thing that's pretty cool too. Uh, she, as someone who's toured a great deal of the time, and she had trouble finding suitable uh, food. You know, suitable dining on the on the road. Yeah. So she was inspired to write and publish a director a directory of natural food stores and restaurants, so you could get good road food. We don't need that. No, we don't because <laughs> the name kind of turns me off. It's called the Tofu Toll Booth. Yeah. Nah, I'm not okay. a tofu kind of a guy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, this is this is a great gal. Uh, she writes great music. Let's give it a listen. And this song is called February. Shopping wood, cause you 
Wait for it. There it is. Uh, Isn't that beautiful? That's gorgeous. Uh, that's about the last slow song you're going to hear from me today. All right. Maybe. Okay. Well, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Don't right. make any promises you can't keep. No, you might be right there. Yeah. I was feeling slow. You know, you yes. may have been able to tell this morning. Well, you, yes. I was having trouble getting around. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. see. I believe that's back to you. You know what? It's Groundhog Day every day for me in the campers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, okay, so I'm continuing down my um, little path of the greatest Cowboy Songs Ever album. Right, okay? except that, explain again what you're doing. You well, got to pick one. I, I'm going to uh, feature each of the... Uh, people that were on that album. Right. First person listed was a uh, gal by the name of Barbara Lamb. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I went to her website, and she has a pretty clever um, uh, biography. She she kind of does it like she's talking in first person or some person anyway. But she says, I did grow up in Seattle. I had a bunch of good and great teachers of various subjects. Uh, I co-founded a super cool yodeling cowgirl band called Ranch Romance. Yep. Remember, they played at Winfield. We got to meet them down yeah. there, yeah. Right? Um, we had cool clothes. We yodeled in harmony. We opened about 20 shows for K.D. Lang when she was touring the Absolute Torch and Twang album. I won a bunch of fiddle contests. I moved to Nashville in the 90s to be a fiddle player there. It went well. I joined Texas Swing Band, Asleep at the Wheel, mm. a few months after moving south. Records were made, prizes were won, a Grammy, maybe a costume contest, maybe cooking contest. At the end of the day and the beginning of the day, I play bluegrass fiddle and western swing fiddle and some Stefan Grappelli-influenced tunes. I've turned out six solo records and a whole bunch of band records. Not that the solo records aren't with bands, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah, so she's a really clever man. She does a, a... killer version of Sally Gooden and I, I kind of like that a lot but uh, but I zeroed in on an uh, album she did in 2003 and the name of the album is called Fiddle Piggy uh, and it's called what? Fiddle Piggy Fiddle Piggy yeah okay and, uh, I, I like the name of course uh, but the song just has a fun groove to it and it's the title cut Barbara Lamb doing Fiddle Piggy
cha 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 ending. It is a cha 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 ending. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a fun tune, right? Fun tune, yeah. So uh, quite a player, and uh, she's got some great stuff out there. Well, so. we'll see how the rest of this little uh, journey goes. It's going to be a fun one. I'll tell you what, you're going to love the next one. I will tell you. You that. think? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Promise. Okay. Yes, I promise. Okay. Well, it's going to have to wait. Oh, it is because look at what time it it's is. It's time. We got to get out of here for a little bit. That's right. Tomorrow's it's, moving day. It's again. moving day, so, and, and we got to go clean up the campsite. Take the trash out. Yeah. yeah take the trash out. And I guess we ought to check that left, left rear, rear inside, inside duel again. Yeah, yeah, I think we ought to. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's get ready for that. Um, and this is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Tire was tire was down. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Same, same amount. Yeah. Three, four pounds each time. Yeah, just got to stay with just it. Stay with it. Yeah. If we keep putting air in it and, um, you know, it'll just get us. There. Every time, I, I've, since I've learned there's 90 pounds of pressure in that thing, it's got me just a little freaked out. Just a little? Just a little freaked yeah. out. Yeah. I'm good. You know, it's been windy here. I, I had to go clear over to the fence line to pick up your trash. That- how so, do you know it was my trash? Well, you forgot to bungee the trash can to the side of the RV. Okay, I feel bad about it now. No, you don't. <laughs> but maybe, I did get it picked up. Maybe but, uh, a little. Yeah, and uh, uh, saw one of our neighbors. And uh, Did you apologize? I apologized, and I told him I would come over later with, with a six-pack. Yeah. That's a good way to go. It's a good way to go. It's kind of bailed us out of a it, lot of it, situations. It works it? just pretty much every time. We learned that from Dad. Yeah. Dad, yeah, Dad knew how to make up. Yep. Or suck up, however it is. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Dad knew how to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Plainview. Plainview. Plainview, Texas. Texas, yeah. And, you know, looking outside... Uh, it it isn't. That there's nothing. It's kind of plain. It's okay. Yeah. You know. It's an okay. Okay is, view was already taken. That, that's that's, that's the an okay Oklahoma. view. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's it's a nice little town. I mean, you know, we don't we ended up in smaller towns. This this place, I, I think they said something like twenty thousand, maybe. You know. Well, compared to where we were last week, it was like zero. Zero. <laughs> it's like our hometown. <laughs> you know, coast town. Rush Center, Kansas, yeah. like three hundred and fifty people on a good day during tourist season. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, but anyway, they, they've done a few things here. They uh, actually, Steve Martin uh, did a film here. Oh, really? Called Leap of Faith in 1992, and uh, actually, several people who lived here, residents, were hired as extras for the film. Right? Fun. Well, it's, so as part of getting the whole thing set, they they painted the water tower. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> and it said uh, it was just east of downtown. You, you, we just we could have seen it if we'd have been here like five years ago. Uh, but it was uh, painted up with the name of a fictional town mascot <laughs> called the Rustwater Bengals. <laughs> well, I guess I finally got tired of it and, uh, you know, painted over it. Yeah. But, and then there was another thing. There was another thing filmed here, of uh, an episode of Vice. Oh, yeah. You remember Vice? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, they, they uh, portrayed the city as a ghost town in a documentary feature called Deliver Us from Drought. <laughs> now, despite the fact that 22,000 people were still living in the city at the time. So, you know, it's not too much of a ghost town. It, wow. Anyway, it's, it's got uh, one a famous person from here, Jimmy Dean. 
Oh, wow. We grew up listening to his music. So Jimmy Heck, Dean yeah. is from Plainview, Texas. That, wow. There you go. Well, that's great, Leo. Thanks. You know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly why is it that you travel across this great country of ours uh, in your RV uh, going to all these Shady Grove RV parks? We really don't have any place else to go. Yeah, we, we're kind of wandering around. And, uh, and we can't know. really go back to any place we've already been. And that's True, because, because, <laughs> because oh, you can guess why. You can guess why. Yeah, it's up to you. So, you know, our compadres here on uh, Truckers Radio USA, uh, they have these things called ranches, ranches yes. you know, and they get to do their shows from the uh, comfort of their ranches. And, exactly. And, uh, of course, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yes, yeah. uh-huh, I love to say that. I know. We, okay. yeah. uh, Alan Bailey has the Swing and Gate Ranch. That's right. out in western Kansas. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Exactly. And uh, Orrin Friesen, of course, has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Right. And, you know, thanks to our pal Suzanne. Uh, she had a... Opened our eyes here. Opened our eyes to the fact that we actually do have a ranch. We have a ranch. And uh, the cool thing about our ranch is it's a ranch without fences. fences. Exactly. It's the entire continental United States. And we get there. In our RV. And her name is... Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Rosie. Why you? Ah, uh, yes, Rosie. Our very favorite little she's, wagon that gets around all the places Yeah, she's been dependable. She, she has been, there. Yep. except for that one tire. Well, that's true. We keep addressing that, though, yeah. so we're, we're pretty good so far. Yeah, you know, like I, I always say, address rather than replace. <laughs> um, is that a philosophy? Or I don't what? know. I, just, I, rather, I don't always say it. I just sit at this I, one I'd time. I'd rather not see you in a dress if yeah. it makes any difference. Okay, so. well, that's a good point. Okay, there you go. Okay, Leo. Well, I think that um, I closed out the last segment, so it's your turn. I'm going to kind of go uh, a circuitous route to get to this next tune I chose. Wow. Uh, first of all, um, you know how it's funny that uh, you listen to a song all your life, and you uh, think you know the lyrics to it, and you get them wrong, you, and you oh, find yeah. out later, right? I mean, there's a whole website dedicated to this. Uh-huh. It's, it's called Kiss This Guy. Right. Dot com. Yeah. You know, and that's from the Jimi Hendrix, you know. Excuse, Excuse me. Well, I like kiss this guy. guy. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing has just got, you know, pages and pages of this stuff. Well, here's a here's a story that kind of relates back to that. Get a little of this. There's this guy named Doug Engel, right? And he's out there in California and he's got a pretty good rock and roll band going. And he's trying to come up with this song. You know, he keep the song keeps running through his head and running through his head. So one night he just sits down, and he goes to work on it. I mean, he's he's sweating midnight oil, and uh, he got, comes up with this song. I, but during the process of of like writing the song, he apparently consumes an entire gallon of wine. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it says it says I, I read up on this a little bit. Just check this out to make sure it's true. <laughs> That's it, a lot. No, he's a guy. It was crazy. He said. Yeah. Uh, he says the uh, he drank the wine all night, and then he was trying to play the song for his buddy the next morning, who's who was the drummer in the band, right? So, but he was slurring the words so bad that this guy was trying to write down the words, and so he, the guy wrote down he was trying to say in the Garden of Eden. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but it came out in a Gata de Vida. <laughs> of course. And so when, he, when the guy sobers up, we're talking about Iron Butterfly, of course. Yeah. He, he listened back and he goes, hey, let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll screw people up. <laughs> so now, another thing, I had this album. It came out in, I think, 69. And this particular song was on the flip side. And that was the only song on the flip side. Yeah. 
the yeah, verse, right. it was 17 yeah. minutes long yeah. and it had like a five minute drum, drum solo. solo. Yeah. <laughs> so this song's been through some premutations. His original idea was to write this beautiful love song called In the, in, in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> and that's how we came. Now, this song was, these guys are considered a one hit, a one hit wonder, right? Uh huh. If you're only going to get a hit with one song in your entire career, <laughs> it should be a song like this. Yeah. This thing so, uh, sold, uh, sold like three million. Uh, copies right off the bat. Uh, the album stayed on the charts for 140 weeks. Wow. It sold 3 million in the first pressing. Eventually, over the years, it sold 30 million copies. And these guys are bummed out because they're a one wonder band. <laughs> Cast the check, man. Uh, so, anyway, so how do you get a 17 minute song edited down to airplay? They actually did. They got a nice little short version of it. Wow. And we're going to play it here right now. This is the Iron Butterfly playing play in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> You know that I'm loving you In a god of a vita, baby Don't you know that I'll always be true Listen, like I said, if you're going to have, yeah, get the lighter out there. It, but listen, a lot of bands credit 
this song by the Iron Butterfly as being a big inspiration for stuff they did later. Listen to some of the people that claim that they were influenced by this record. Black Sabbath, ACDC, Rush, Alice Cooper, Mountain, Uriah Heep, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, and Queens of the Stone Age, among others. Well, Three Trails West. And Three Trails West. (laughs) Of course. Wait till they hear our version. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we're going to do it without drums. Without drums. Yeah, okay. That's true. <laughs> well, that's fun, Leo. Okay, well, there you go. Let's see. That was my turn. It's yep. up to you now. Okay. I'm going to continue down my path um, of, of uh, artists featured on the album, The Greatest Cowboy Songs Ever. That's right. Okay. Second guy listed. Well, the second guy listed was Bob Mater. He played the drums. He didn't have any solo albums. Oh. <laughs> And I couldn't even find anything he was featured on. So, oh. but, but he's played for a lot of people, I'm sure. So I had to go to the next guy, and his name is Joseph M. Miskelin. Joey. Joey Miskelin. Yeah. Right? Yep. He was born in 1949, and he's collaborated with people including Johnny Cash, Paul McCartney, John Denver, Ricky Skaggs, Andy Williams, Ricky Van Sheldon, Emmy Lou Harris, Frankie Yankovic. Oh, yeah. Fra- oh, man. And many others, of course. Um, he is a performer, studio musician, producer, and pedagogue. I don't even know what that is, but... I had to look it up. Yeah? It's a teacher. Oh, man. They could have <laughs> just said teacher. I could have said teacher. They could have said teacher. I know. Yeah. People are out there going, you idiots don't know what pedagogue is? is? Pedagog- no. Oh, no. Didn't know that. Now we do. <laughs> no. So uh, he grew up in Chicago, and um, he showed an interest in the accordion by the time he was Four. You know why? Because they're sparkly and shiny. They are. They are Probably. shiny. It's yeah. like a crow. You're drawn to it. We are. We work with an accordion player. Oh man. Oh boy. That's yeah, a Lori Beth. You betcha. So he started training a year later when he was five, and he was performing professionally by age eleven with the Ronnie Lee Band. God. And he had his first recording um, uh, produced at age twelve. So a year later, so he would have been 13, that's when he met Frankie Yankovic. Okay. And they formed a, a long-time relationship uh, with a man. Frankie was called America's Polka King. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, he toured the United States with him as his featured accordionist for six years, and he wrote and arranged songs between the performances. In the 90s, um, he rejoined the Riders in the Sky, and with them, they call him Joey the Cowpoka King. That's right. So I found this album. Uh, another guy that uh, he liked a lot and collaborated a lot with is a guy named Walter Ostenek, and he was another accordionist. I say that, you know, there's something about that name, Ostenek. A lot of accordion players have names that end with Nick. Well, of course. Or, or Kol- Kolkovic or something. Yeah, yeah sure. Go, yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. So uh, this is a, <laughs> it's a fun album. It's called Polka Celebration, and I'm just I'm looking at my notes, and uh, this cut is longer than the version of Inagata DeVito we just played. <laughs> <laughs> How can that be? How can that happen? Well, anyway, uh, Joy Miskelin and Walter Ostenek playing Slap Happy Polka. <laughs>
we we have a problem here. What you, you can't lead all the time. Uh, well, I know, but you, you know, with a song like that, yeah. I just can't help myself. Well, apparently not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next time you get to lead, I I'll, I hope so. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll make note of it. Okay. Okay. It's a deal. I forgot already. I did too. Um, okay. So what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so we started out the set with an Inagata De Vida, and yeah. then we did the Slap Happy Polka. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you've got next. No, buddy, I'm going to bring it back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> okay, thank you. It, somebody has to. <laughs> I've got one that I'm saving for later, but right, okay. right now. Not right now. I am going to talk about a guy whose full name was Neil Leslie Diamond. Neil Diamond? Neil Diamond. Cool. I think he was probably an underappreciated guy for the most part. I mean, he had some monster hits, obviously. Yes. But you know what? The thing is, let's back up a little bit. He was born in Brooklyn to a Jewish family. They're highly Orthodox, Russian uh, Russian and Polish immigrants, right? Okay. But um, he started writing poetry right off the bat, pretty much. And the thing is, he realized he had a pretty good skill at it. He could write poetry and stuff. So he started using his skills to write poetry to girls. Oh yeah! By writing poems for girls, he was attracted to in school. His figure, you know, his chances were better, <laughs> and and he sort of, you know, it often won their hearts, is the way they described it. But here's here's the thing: his buddies, his classmates, it's got him to writing poems for them too. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's on a roll. Yeah, he's figuring out how to make this thing work. And so he spent an early part of his career in the Brill Building. We've talked about that. Yeah, that was a hit hit factory right sure there. Sure was. And it was a way for the recording companies to kind of take control back. It, you know, if a particular singer didn't work on a song, they just plug another singer into it. Yep, right. That's right. So uh, he started writing these great. Uh, he was working there. And uh, his first success as a songwriter came in November of 1965. He wrote a song called Sunday and Me, which was a, a top 20 hit for Jay and the Americans. Okay. Right? Then he got bigger ones. Listen to this. He wrote, I'm a believer, a little bit me, a little bit you. Look out, here comes tomorrow, and love to love, all formed by the monkeys. Performed right. by the monkeys, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he kind of he wrote, wrote them for himself. Okay. And he actually recorded them. The problem was the cover versions came out first. Yeah. So, you know, he got kind of lost in the mix there. Yeah, that's happened before we've, that we've seen. We've heard about that before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play the song uh, that was the first record that Neil Diamond recorded under his own name, and uh, which made the charts. All right? Okay. And he talks, he said that he has a real personal connection with this song. He said, uh, tell, he told her in an interview uh, in sometime in the 2000s, I don't remember exactly, he said, after four years of Freudian analysis... I realized I had written Solitary Man about myself. Ooh. Wow. So let's, let's just play this thing, man, from 1966. This is Neil Diamond himself performing Solitary Man. The Linda was mine till the time that I found her Holding Jim and loving him then Sue came along, loved me strong, that's what I thought Yeah, me and Sue, that died too Don't know that I will, but until I can find me Small world, 
part-time thing Paper ring I know it's been done Having one girl who loves you Right or wrong Weak or strong good that's a good tune and guess what what we're out of time yes we are we've got to take a little break here yes we do and um go clean up a few more things and, and, and make a couple more apologize because that yeah. polka thing yeah people were watching yeah, yeah they were i'm just saying yeah i don't know how we uh no. make up for that how but, do you explain uh, it I don't, I don't know oh well more beer yes please okay <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well we'll be back here in a minute right here on truckers radio, radio usa, USA. Back it up. We're backing up. Well, of course, that's what we do. We we back up. We back up. It's our thing. Yeah, yeah. We back. do. Yeah. We're backing into this. Well, we are the derrieres. We so. are the derrieres. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. We have a reputation. It's not such a good reputation, but we at least we got one. <laughs> at least we got one. We got yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So we like to use this part of the show to um, to re- request, uh, suggest, encourage, uh, implore, uh, invite. Um, Beg. beg. Yeah, we're begging. We'll beg people to we'll go. beg, yeah. Go check out our websites. Uh, we're on all the internets. And, and all the Facebooks. All the Facebooks. All of them. Uh, the one for this uh, band is thederrieres.com. That's correct. Be sure you go to thederrieres.com. Don't go to... De- no, yeah, just don't even just say it. Just put the the in there. Yeah, you'll don't be, leave the the out. Leave the the in. Yeah. Okay. If you take the the out, you are you're, on, you're, by on your own. own. Yes. By own. Yes, you are. You but are. anyway, um, if you go to our uh, websites, uh, of course, the one for the band well, is... Well, it's the 312s West with the number three. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. our band website. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, if you go, you will find a lot of content. content absolutely. And, and we're pretty sure that if you watch it, you will be... Contented, but there's getting to be a lot on there. There is, so you could be confused. confused. In which case, you should just contact, contact us. us. Yes, and we'll get you straightened That's out. That's true. Yes, there are contact us tabs on both websites, or you can go directly to our um, email addresses. Mine is Roger No D at thederrieres.com. and mine is Leo also No D at thederrieres.com. Yeah, yes. we'll get right back to you. Uh, also, if you go to our uh, thederrieres.com website, go to the Americana Roadshow tab. And you can listen to any of our past episodes um, or download them download or listen them, to them right there. Road trip. Yeah. There you go. You can listen to them at your leisure, uh, preferably in your, in your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yeah. We're talking double-knit polyester. Yeah, that'd be super cool if you did that. With pointy collars, yeah. yeah. And a gold chain. Oh, yeah. It's sure unbuttoned down to yeah, the... That's right. All the way to the navel. <laughs> 
As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without, without the derrieres. Thanks, Mike. Whew, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I can't remember even where we left off. Uh, you did the last song. Oh, I did the Neil Diamond <clears throat> song. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's back to you. I'm going to continue down my path uh-huh. uh, of the greatest cowboy songs ever. As defined by somebody. somebody. Yeah. And uh, so this is the third guy listed uh, on the uh, album. And it's a guy named Mark Howard. He's the guitarist. And I got to tell you something, this guy is off the grid. Oh, really? I mean, he's all over recordings. He plays on uh, everything. I cannot find any information about him. What? Uh, but uh, he, he did an album that's called uh, Smoky Mountain Bluegrass Traditions. Listen to the guys. Mark Howard, guitar. St- Stuart Duncan, fiddle. Elisa Jones, Hammer Dulcimer, Richard Bailey drums, Matt Combs mandolin, and David Greer guitar. Yeah, okay. So it's a you know pretty much an all star cast, a bunch of hacks, and it's it's some great bluegrass music. So we're going to listen to him uh, to showcase him from this collection. Um, it's from Smoky Mountain Bluegrass Traditions. Mark Howard doing "Hunting for the Buffalo." <laughs> Thank you. 
Howard is. Now we do. Yeah, nice piece of work Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Okay, Leo, what do you got next? Well, I got a, a guy named, I'm just going to tell you, I'm talking about Charlie Rich. Oh, yeah. Okay, Charlie Rich, heck, heck of a guy. But Roger, I got to tell you, when he was, you know, when I first started getting into that country music, remember it was during the Urban Cowboy sure, thing. Sure, yeah. You know, we, kind of, we tipped our we toe did. into that. To, the Total Strangers did yep. our, we, we just kind of fell completely into it there Yeah, for a we while. did. And then we got out. And then we got out. So I really didn't pay much attention to him at the time, to be honest. But let me give you a little background on this guy. Um, he was born in 1932, and he uh, grew up in Colt, Arkansas. And a, and a black sharecropper on the family land, his name uh, was C.J. Allen. He taught Charlie how to play blues piano. And he was really good at blues piano, and he accompanied himself on a lot of music. But he was hard to define, and he really didn't fit into that whole country music genre. So he made some adjustments and everything, and he came up with some good music with this. A few years ago, a good friend of mine named Brett Davis gave me a CD compilation of his music, and it turned my head around. Really. Wow. Uh, I think for the first song that really got me to go back and listen to the whole rest of the thing was the very last cut. And it's a demo. It's not even you know a finished thing. He was in the studio by himself at night playing the piano and singing the song as a demo that he was going to record. Okay. So it's an incredible, uh, I think it's the best version of the song I've ever heard. Let's just listen to Charlie Rich. If you got headphones, now's a good time to put them, uh, put them on. Charlie Rich doing, I feel like going home. Lord, I feel like going home. I tried and I failed, and I'm tired and weary. And everything I done was wrong.
it man what a what a version yeah. of that song great version Leo. Yeah. i loved it let's go okay let's see i believe it's back to you okay next person on the list from this uh greatest oh, this cowboy going songs. yeah yeah there's a guy named rich o'brien okay and uh, he was born in rural southwestern missouri he left home with less than ten dollars in his pocket and the vague promise of a prison guard job and he headed to texas <laughs> But he fit in with the local music, playing Western swing with people like Tom Morell and his Time Warp Top Hands, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mo Bandy, Gene Watts, and Ray Price. I found a, uh, an album that he did with Norman Blake uh, really? from 1999. Uh, the album's called Be Ready, Boys, and the song is Mexico.
another segment. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of segments. Yeah, we are done with this we one. We are out of time. Yeah. yeah time to get out of here. We we need to do that. That's so, true. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, well, we here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't need to throw a dart this week. We know where we're going this time. Because we know where we're going. Remember back in uh, September, mm-hmm. we didn't have to because we knew we were going to Winfield. That's right. right? Now we know we are going to... Albuquerque, New yes. Mexico. That's right. And we're headed there for the International Western Music Association uh, Congress. Congress and yeah. convention, yes. Yeah, so uh, so that's great. So we won't be throwing a dart. Nope. But we will be going. Well, we got to launch this thing. Got to launch a guided I missile. Can't, I can't re- resist the fireworks. I know, I know. But remember, we got to go outside. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that inside again. No, sir. Remember when we tested it that? No. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> so does everybody all else the, on the trailer park. Yeah, all the alarms all went the off. All the alarms went yeah. off. So, uh, okay. Well, let's well, get outside. Okay, Open the door. We've got the big door. Oh, hold on a second. Okay. Get it? uh, Yeah, here we go. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. 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 Okay, you ready? Yeah, get that. More or less. Okay, well, set it up there. Don't hold it. The bricks, the bricks. Okay. There they are. Got them? I got it all set up. Okay. All right. Okay. You got the punk? I got the punk. The light it? I got you light it. Okay, here goes. Ready? Okay, the punk's lit. All right. And one, two, three. Look out. There it is. There it is. Landed in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. All right. All right. Sorry to the folks in Albuquerque. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's near that UFO sighting place. That's right. So yeah. just, they it, won't think they'll just go. Yeah. Little green guys, whatever. Yeah. We'll look pretty green by the time we get there. All right. Well, let's uh, pack up. It won't be too bad of a drive. And uh, we'll get over to Albuquerque and uh, we'll do our next show from there. Absolutely. Sounds good. In the meantime, this is the, the Americana, Americana Road show, show right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you. It's the Derriere. Derriere.